0: what's up everyone so that's what she said with Danny podcast super amp today for our guest Kansas City Royals top prospect drafted by them back in 2019 second overall Bobby Wood Jr. is on the podcast today we're going to talk to him about what's it going to be like when he comes up to the show is he ready what position he's going to play We threw out some questions on Instagram. We got a couple of his buddies, Nikki Lopez and Derek Holland, threw in some questions, so we'll ask him those. And Danny, you've known this guy for a while, so for you, this is kind of a full-circle moment to have him come on the podcast and be able to pick his brain. This is wild. I
1: was able to cover him in 2018 while he was being covered and, and one of the highly touted players, if not the most, in that high school draft class. And I learned a lot about him. I got to meet his family and learn about them. So to be able to watch him progress like he has is no surprise. Nobody's surprised because as you will hear, it's just Bobby being Bobby. And when Bobby sticks to that, it's when he succeeds the most. I think the most interesting thing I learned about him that I'm excited for everyone to hear is why it wasn't so easy. He made it look easy. That jump right to levels to double a, sure. and he explains why. It wasn't that easy, but he's persevered, and he has a chance to make his debut, I think, in 2022.
0: He's just an athlete through and through. When he's not on the field, he's watching sports, or he's at a sporting event. I mean, this guy, he, it just runs in his blood, and it's part of his passion and uh, everything that he does. And he talks about that throughout the podcast. So super excited for you guys to hear this episode. Bobby Wood Jr. joining the podcast. Bobby! What's up, B-Dubs? Hi! How are you <laughs> We are great. Welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for hanging with us. How are you? How's the off season? Where are you? What are you doing?
2: Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing great right now. Yeah, thank you. Uh, But I'm in Texas, uh, Colleyville, Texas, to be exact. Dallas, Fort Worth area. And just been trying to get ready for for the season. And I think it's going to be a big season. So I'm really trying to put in the the right preparation that I need for my body and everything so really looking forward to it and just been grinding
1: people are excited bobby i know you know we're obviously super stoked to have you on the podcast i've been trying because i think that you are going to change the game in so many different ways not just for the royals but for baseball and p- people are excited we're excited about that but Um, as far as I want to just talk about the training real quick, because I'm pretty sure I read that you train and have the same trainer as Pat Mahomes and correct me if I'm wrong there. So dude looked pretty good (laughs) on (laughs) Sunday. So what is that like? You train at the same place. You've got the same trainer as someone of that caliber. How does that impact you?
2: Oh yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Yes, that is true. And so, uh, it's called apec out in fort worth they they have two locations and then but just the stuff we do in there we have about i'd say 30 professional baseball players in there some are pitchers kind of two groups we split them up in and so just all the guys I'm around in there about around like 5 to 10 big leaguers as well in there so not only that I'm trying to look up to patrick mahomes but I'm looking up to these other guys that are in there working out so it's it's really cool to do that and we're always competing in there and the stuff we do these All of our trainers are geniuses, so they just—they're getting our bodies right in ways that you never thought, like spine rotation and all sorts of stuff. Really, critiquing the little—critiquing the little things in your body that you really never would think of. Rather, oh, I'm going to lift weights. No, you're trying to get your body right, and that's what we do, and and it's—it's a lot of fun.
0: Bobby, Danny's right. The fans are super excited. We threw out on Instagram that we were going to have you as a guest and took some fan questions. We actually got some questions from some of your buddies. So speaking <laughs> of training, Derek Holland was like, yo, who throws the best football training? You got to ask Bobby that.
2: Derek does a pretty good ball. Then AJ Smith, uh, Shraver, he does. He's he's a young, young, young buck of all of us. And so uh, I was in his footsteps last year with me kind of being the youngest one. Now he is, he went to my high school too. We played Uh, High school baseball together, and I think him and AJ throw a good ball. And everyone in there, we're all we're all athletes in there, so we're all throwing the football well. But Derek, he throws a good, good, the best lefty in there, I'd say.
0: (laughs) How's your spiral?
2: It's not bad. It's I'm trying. I'm working on it. Need some tips from the homes for sure.
1: Well, you're going to the right place to do it, obviously. I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like to be able to watch him succeed and know that, you know, you're doing the same kinds of things that he is. And you're close, man. You're so close. And I know, you know, we're going to get into this, but you you skipped two levels going to double A last year and then ending the season in triple A. And some people will say it looks easy. You made it look really easy how do you describe making a jump like a ginormous jump like that in minor leagues?
2: Yeah, I think it was a big like learning curve with uh, it started out actually during the the COVID year with starting. We didn't know what was going to happen going into spring training. I was kind of unsure what was going to go on and then it got shut down. So I'm like, what's going What do I do? What do I do? And then actually with Derek Holland and some other guys, we kind of had like a little COVID league. So I was around a, a lot more big leaguers and, able to learn from them. And then I was able to get invited to the summer camp. And so just being there, being around the big league players, being around those guys, the big league staff, and just learning from them. I think that was a little, a little cheat for me almost. And then being able to perform with those guys and, and doing that. And then just being able that whole, whole season, the COVID year, being able to face our top prospects or throughout the whole, whole summer. So I think that was a little advantage for me. And then the following year coming to spring, big league spring training, which was, awesome like I said just being around those guys and just learning from them and then having some success in spring training really kind of brought to my attention that like I can I can play the game at the level they're at and so I think it kind of hit there and then kind of from getting sent down from big league spring training back to my league spring training it was like a step back I was like well maybe I need to do more and then going to the alternate site after that I was like all right I got to do more I got to do more I don't know what to do and then kind of starting in double A the first few weeks I was like trying to find myself. And then after a little while, I had a phone call with one of our guys and with the Royals and just kind of talked about just I just needed to be myself, be Bobby Wood Jr., keep things simple. That's kind of my my lingo is simple. And so whenever I keep things simple and be myself, that's when I'm playing my best. And so that's whenever I was like that aha moment. And so then I think that's whenever the season kind of took off for me and I think there are still times whenever I was trying to do more than I really should have and maybe struggle a little bit throughout the year and then but then just taking a step back and be like just just be you and that was kind of the biggest biggest thing for me and the biggest key I think from making that jump is just realizing I don't have to do I don't have to try to be this guy or this guy I can just be me and I'm still be able to have success
0: Bobby, we know your dad played ball and, you know, carrying around the junior name can be tough, especially when you make it to the majors and your dad played in the majors. But for you, when you're on this journey and, you know, you've had so much success throughout your baseball career, what is that like for you in terms of having any sort of pressure, being able to go to him for advice or getting the questions constantly in terms of either being compared to your dad or having that be, you know, a storyline for you?
2: I think it's more motivation than anything just because of he's already done what he did and he played 16 years in the big leagues and I haven't played any. So it's, it's motivation. I want to get better, be better than him. And so, but he's been there ever since I was, it was almost kind of like saying earlier, having that cheat code. He's, he's another little cheat sheet that I've always had growing up and being able to just ask him questions. He's always been hard on me growing up. And so he's pushed me each and every day of my life. And so it's just been, He's just been that role model and that father figure to me that I'm just really blessed because I know a lot of people don't have that. And just just the things that he tells me is really instilled into my into my body and brain. And so it just really keeps me going. And so I think it's more like motivate. The pressure never was really there from having a dad as a big leaguer It's more motivation and just more like, I guess, a blessing to have.
0: Oh, it's going to make me cry, That is so sweet. I love that answer.
1: It is sweet. Their family is amazing, Bobby. I I would brag on your family for a long time. I mean, just watching you guys and getting to see you up close, like you genuinely all want the best for each other and support each other and to see it like in person. And your sisters who I just feel like want the world, they want everything the best for you. Like it, it was very cool to see. And I know that a lot of people will get to learn that along the way but for you I think you were born the year before your dad retired if I, if I did that right right 2000 and he retired 01
2: yes yes okay
1: so what point growing up did you realize what dad did for a job do you remember
2: I think it was whenever I kind of started school because people would kind of talk and ask maybe kindergarten or so maybe probably, I've, I've always known, but I don't can't really remember like whenever I could comprehend that type of stuff. So maybe when I was, as young as I can remember. So I started playing baseball when I was like four or five, so probably a little bit before then. And so I think just that, and then just him showing videos and then always seeing all like in, in his game room and stuff, seeing all that stuff. I knew, I knew what he did then. So it kind of clicked for me, just seeing the things more so than him telling me stuff. But then now, now has been the best who's been able to hear stories from that he really wouldn't tell me when I was younger that are kind of more, <laughs> more so for it. Now I'm at the age appropriate to hear some of the stories. And I think it's, it's, it's pretty, but he didn't growing up. He did tell me a lot of the stories and stuff being around the clubhouse around hall of famers and all these things. So it's, it's really cool to have, but yeah, I think when maybe three, I, I couldn't name an exact age, but it's probably from when I always knew that he played.
1: That. So
0: a supportive dad and awesome older sisters. And I can say that because I am an older sister to my two younger brothers mm-hmm. growing up with your sisters. I mean, it had to have been a whirlwind for you, especially because they're athletes and, you know, they've supported you along your entire journey. What would you say in terms of either your personality or something that you like to do your music or, you know, your, your taste of adventure, whatever it is that you got from your sisters.
2: I think it's just the drive. Cause like, kind of there's you were saying like they all wanted to be the best at everything they did they were all cheerleaders uh a couple of them they all ran track some of them played softball and so they always wanted to be the best and so whenever I was like seven eight years old and my sister Shaylee she's running track and I I couldn't beat her I was really I was really mad and I think the first time I ever beat her at like anything she was we're doing like a hundred yard hundred yard dash and she was running and I was riding a bike and that was my first time to beat her and I thought that was the coolest thing ever and she's like oh you're on a bike I was like no I still won and so yeah I think just just the drive they have at everything they do and now that two two of my older sisters they both have kids and just now seeing them be parents is really cool because they are pretty much my parents going up and so just having almost like another little cheat there I have three older moms as well just having the older sisters too so it's just been I'd say yeah this how they how they are how they handle themselves and just all them just really whatever it is whether their drive to be the best parent the best my the youngest older one Shaylee she actually just got married so to be the best wife or to be just be the best at everything they do and just how they carry themselves it's really has motivated me just to kind of follow their footsteps more so than I would if like they they weren't so
1: Sheet codes, man, but also like, don't forget like, man, the work that you have done The season. I mean, the season you had last year, 33 bombs, uh, you know, just missing that 30, 30, you know, from technicality, whatever it may be. I mean, what you're doing right now, again, we're excited. You said it's going to be a big year, potentially your debut. So in your eyes, you know, you've, you've had you have the family support you've had your dad's knowledge you've put in the work what does it take to get that call up to the big leagues
2: i think just keep doing my job just trying to get better each and every day try to learn more about the game as much as i can and then go into spring or whatever it is an just open mind whatever i need to do to help the team win because you've seen in the kind of the past few years what the royals and their organization just haven't been just the royal the big league team just hasn't been winning and so that's what I kind of want to hopefully if I can if I can help change that because I hate I think I hate losing more than I love winning so (laughs) I just I just want to get get things rolling there I know that we got guys kind of coming up and the big league team there is just it's it's almost clicking so I'm really excited to see hopefully I can be a part of that and just help mesh everything and just hit the ground running and so I'm just going to keep busting my tail each and every day to try to help the team and that's that's the ultimate goal and I think that that helps me play my best as well whenever I'm trying to help the team not really doing things for myself because whenever you're doing that you kind of just you get in your head too much and so that's my ultimate goal just to try to help as much as I can and do whatever those guys say because it's really it's not it's kind of in my hands just with my performance but it's really in the higher up hands with the with the decisions that they make
0: Bobby when you do get the call, who's the first person that you'll call?
2: I have to say just my parents. Just, I try to get them both on a call or something, do that. And then just all my family members, everything. And then uh, got to call my girlfriend as well. Cause she'll get, she'll get mad if I don't mention her on this. And so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, my parents, that'd be number one. And then just all my family.
0: I can't wait. What a good I, son and partner you are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: nicely yeah. done. <laughs> he knows. He's learned. See the big That's sister right. thing it comes in the play. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you know we know shortstop is is your home. That's your heart is there. But I think we're, we we hear too is that, and and I know you've said this. You'll do whatever. You'll do whatever it takes. If the Royals say, hey, we can call you up. We're going to put you at third base. What's the most challenging part of? Of playing that position that you don't necessarily play every day. You can do it, but what's challenging from your perspective doing that?
2: I think it's just kind of knowing that it's the same game, really. It's not too big of a challenge, like position change wise, because I'd play at least like once or twice a week. I'd play third and then take ground balls now, third doing things other positions. And then last year in spring training, I was playing a lot of second base as well. So the the transition is a little, a little different there, but then. It's just really just having the repetitions and then the coaching staff that's always there for you. They want you to be the best that you can be. And so just knowing that they're on your side, the players are on your side, and that's whenever you can just play free. And that's whenever either a transition like this would be easy. And so and then that's also where you kind of buy into just trying to help the team and wherever, wherever you play and play the best you can at it.
0: Bobby, who's currently mentoring you in the organization? Who stands out in terms of guys that you've gotten to know really well and that you're excited to play with?
2: I'd say the closest are guys that I've played with, like uh, MJ Melendez, Nick Prado, Kyle Isbell, Jonathan Hayes. I can go on and on the whole kind of the minor leagues that we had last year and that were in the COVID year. This kind of the younger guys that aren't, some are up there now, some aren't up there. And so those guys kind of took me under their wing whenever, because they were all drafted a couple of years before me and then, me being like the, the newer guy, they've all played full seasons, and they just kind of took me in the open arms, and just kind of, I joined a part of them, and because they already had all these friendships, and I was just kind of the one coming in, and so those guys, I'd say they're number ones, but then you got like Whit Maryfield and those guys, Whit has been really, really great to me, just taking me kind of under his wing as well, and just kind of, if I need anything, reaching out to me throughout the offseason as long, as, as well as a lot of other guys, Nicky Lopez, all those guys, so that's just kind of how the Royals organization works. It's just everyone's there for you no matter what. And it's no really, no big like change, whether you're this big all-star or you're the lowest of low, they kind of treat every player like they're a first round pick and first round or all-star or whatever. And so it's just been really great just to be a part of this organization. But then those guys have really kind of helped me out and just get me to where I'm at today
0: wit and wit you ready for that because you know that's gonna come a thing
2: <laughs> oh yeah well he, he calls me junior he, he takes the wit he's the wit i'll be a junior
0: that's fair we um, also got an instagram response from your buddy nikki lopez and of course yeah. this is so nikki lopez friend of the show <laughs> by the way wants to know how cool is nikki lopez
2: <laughs> oh he's he, he's awesome and now he, he's living in texas too he even makes him cooler so he's yeah he's real cool dude i and I was, I was pretty sad last year during spring training because I had kind of longer hair when he cut his hair. He cut it all off. And I was like, oh, man, now do I have to cut my hair off because he did that? Because <laughs> I thought it would be kind of cool, maybe be like flow bros or something down the way. But, no, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's, he's a really good dude and just kind reaches of reaches out to me as well and just being able to talk baseball with him, kind of playing the same positions and doing that. And so, it's yeah, he's, he's cool. He, he is cool.
0: <laughs> Danny and I are envious of him because he has a Chipotle black card when he told yeah. us on the podcast oh, okay. we freaked out yeah so jealous so jealous yeah. but also
1: I feel like we have a t-shirt idea on our hands here the flow bros and and I I think that like the royals faithful would be super into something like that like yeah that's no what doubt.
2: that's what kind of we've well now me and Nick Prado that's yeah. what we're kind of doing now and as we kind of say that to each other and people like posted stuff with us hitting like either a back-to-back homer or oh, something God. with the bat, the bash bros, but we had to be kind of more the full bros because we're still kind of letting it grow, grow. Baseball's
1: out. ready for that. Baseball yeah, needs so, something like that, especially with the Royals. Man. Yes. The team, you know, you mentioned MJ Melendez, Nick Prado, all three of you guys on Baseball America's top 100 prospect list in the Royals organization. I mean, I feel like everything is pointing towards the Royals, right? They're, it's their time. It's your time to get those younger guys reminiscent of, you know, pre-World Series for them. So why why should we be paying attention, like remind people what's going on in this organization right now?
2: I think it's the work that's that we're putting in. We did it during that COVID year and we're doing it now. Just the preparation we're having for games and just get right and you show and we and kind of showed last year with mj hitting 40 plus home runs nick hitting 30 whatever and then doing that and so it's just it's it's not even just us three there's guys down the whole the whole whole way the whole organization just had a lot of a lot of preparations going into this and kudos to the uh the coaching staff as well the staff has really bought into us and just really given us great information about what we need to do and proper planning and we're just kind of Hitting the ground running from there and it's it's really it's really showed and so we're putting a lot of work in and we're trying to we we, we don't like seeing teams lose so we want to yeah. we want to start winning. Yeah.
0: How much do you know about Kansas City? How much I mean moving there is it's a big step and getting to know a new city and figuring out the vibe. I just moved to St. Louis, so I can kind of from New York. So uh <laughs> that's kind of where I'm coming from in terms of you know being able to to understand but that's a, a situation where you got to rely on a lot of people to help you out and help you, you know, adjust to a new, new place.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, it was good for us during like COVID year. Like I've kind of been mentioning, we were up in Kansas city pretty much for four, four months. So I kind of got to see the vibe everything was kind of closed due to COVID, but, uh, just see, have great barbecue up there. It's, it's one of the best. can I don't know how to really compare it to Texas barbecue yet. So I gotta, I gotta wait to answer that question. I know that'd be a (laughs) question, but uh, yeah, it's just, just the lifestyle is pretty much the same as Texas just, and then just kind of just fitting in. That's really the biggest thing you got to do. And then just being able to talk to other guys, I think that will be the easy transition. And so I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it's sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, we hope so too. I would love to give lots of Midwest tips. You know, St. Louis is my home. I gave some to Alexa, Bobby. I can give some to you as well if you ever need them. The barbecue yeah. is outrageous in Kansas City. I I think I just had one more and and Lex, if you have more, obviously go for it. But I want to circle quickly back to your dad. Bobby, have you guys ever had the conversation of if you were facing him or have you faced him because I can't remember? Can you could you hit a bomb off your dad?
2: I I think I could, but it's I always mess around with him saying that because he was kind of a little wild back in the day. I'd be a little scared. He might hit me or something or do something like that. But we don't, I don't, I've never faced somebody throws me BP. But, and now it's just, it's getting a little slower and slower every year and he's trying to keep up with it. Hopefully he doesn't hear me. He's in the house somewhere, but uh, yeah. So yeah, he's, I think I could have got him back then. Just, just watching videos, but he'll always, if there's something on Twitter or he'll, a video of him be like, Oh, no way you're hitting this. You're not touching this slider. This fastball's is blown by you. So it's all, it's all fun games. I, yeah, I wish I, if I, if I could go back in time, that'd be definitely one thing that I would want to do. Great answer.
0: What about the guy who is currently in the game who yeah. you'd want to face?
2: I think either the Grom or Scherzer, or just whoever's at the top of that year. I think I just want to just, to be the best, I feel like you got to face the best. And if you can beat the best and then you can try to hopefully one day become the best. And I think that that would in one, and in some way try to kind of help me and just be able to see that. And so I think either, I guess, just DeGrom, Scherzer, whoever, it's Kershaw, whoever it is.
0: Love that right up there, going with the best, throwing yourself into the fire. Why not? not, Yeah, No surprise, Bobby Witt Jr. It's amazing. Love to hear it. All right, Bobby. Rapid- that takes us to our rapid fire. Yeah. Best steak in Omaha.
2: Eight hundred one Chop House fillet, medium. I think it was like a ten ounce. It was solid.
0: <laughs> I actually <laughs> had that last week, and it was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Here in St. Louis. I was trying
2: to think. I was trying to think what it was called.
0: Yeah. Love that. Okay. So, you your first full
1: season in the minors. So you haven't had a ton of promotional nights, but do you have a favorite minor league promotional night?
2: We had the growling chickens in uh, Northwest Arkansas. I thought that was pretty cool. The uniforms were, were pretty cool.
0: What the what? crap is a growling chicken? Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> our uniforms are like red with like yellow. So it's like a mustard ketchup type <laughs> thing and our <laughs> colors are like blue. So it's, it was pretty cool. And then I, whenever we wore those uniforms, we got to wear white cleats. So that was always a plus. That was fun.
0: White the hats the and the best. hats
2: had like a big chicken on it, and we got like headbands with chickens on it. It's cool.
0: You really liking these chickens? You like llamas? Like what's going on? Are you have <laughs> yeah. a whole farm over there,
2: dude. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: When you
1: you finish a game, how often are you replaying the game or an at bat, whether it's good or bad, in your head? How often do you do that?
2: Um, I like to take it like right after the game in the locker room, kind of reminisce what happened just think about what went on maybe talk to some guys about it and then I try to whenever I leave the field and get back to either in my car back to my hotel room or apartment whatever it was just kind of try to forget about it and then just kind of hang out with my roommates or whatever it was and just take it maybe think about it a little more And then the next day flush it and start the new day and just take it day by day and I think whenever you get that that compound effect of games, adding on bad games, adding on, that's when you get into slumps and you want to get, if you're in a slump going to try to get out of it as quick as possible. And when things are going good, you want to just kind of keep doing the same thing. And so I try to think about it not as much as possible, but then there's sometimes whenever you feel something in your swing or do something, and then the next day you got to watch some video or whatever, but I try to just eliminate it as soon as possible.
0: It's a healthy way to so approach it for next, sure. Yeah. 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 Diving a little bit deeper into your psyche, Bobby, we talk to baseball players all the time about whether they, like, wake up in cold sweats thinking about baseball, having baseball nightmares, or even just daydreaming about baseball. Do you have any of that?
2: Not really. I think that's more so, like, the itch whenever I'm away from it. And so, like, this offseason, I try to, like, not – wait as long as possible to get back like hitting and throwing. And then it's just kind of like that moment. You're like, uh, like didn't know what to do because you have never taken this long off or whatever. And so just more so like that, like that feeling where like, I'm ready to play. I'm ready to play. Like now I'm ready to play. So, uh, I'm ready to get going with spring training and everything. I think more so than just like waking up thinking like, sometimes I'll wake up thinking about my golf swing more than baseball one day or whatever in the off season. So it just kind of depends on the day.
1: Oh, that's great. So now we have to know what's your golf foursome. Who is it? Any, anyone who fills it out for you?
2: I think it'd be fun just to golf with actual golfers. So like we had like Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson out there, and maybe DeChambeau or those three, those three guys, and just let it ride, but also seeing like Tom Brady golf and Mahomes golf, maybe those two guys, and then add like a, maybe like a Steph Curry have like all types of athletes in there and just really talk, talk (laughs) sports and just, Go at it with them. I think that'd be fun. but Brady Mahomes, kind of because I'm a Brady guy, but then now I'm even bigger Mahomes now. So gotta gotta do both. Give so love, having yeah. having both those make make them share a cart, and then I'll ride with whoever else. And so that'd be that'd be funny.
0: Maybe they can caddy for you too. I mean, yeah. it's fantasy, so why not? <laughs> yeah. Let's throw it out there. <laughs> oh, that's so good, man! You are a forever athlete. I love it. We get musicians, we get actors. You know, thrown out when we ask that question, but you are sticking with the athletes. I love it. So, what happens in some freakish world if sports just goes away? What do you do?
2: I like shoes, so maybe like a f- into fashion or not fashion, but like marketing for shoes or like clothing or like a Under Armour because I'm with Under Armour. That's my brand, and so maybe market for for them or something something like that. That's kind of something they would always say, like in high school and stuff. They're like, what are you going to do, like, in, major in college? And I was like, uh, baseball. But <laughs> no, <laughs> I had no idea. And then one time they said I couldn't do that. It was like in sixth grade. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna be an umpire. And because that was, that was the only thing I could find where you have to take classes for. And so that was, I remember doing that. And other than that, I never really even had interest. And I asked my sisters what they did. And they were like, oh, I did fine. I was like, no chance of doing finance or whatever they're doing. So no offense to whoever this finance, but it's a little tough.
0: Where do you rank in terms of best dressed on the team? Who's better dressed than you and
2: who do you, you rank above? MJ, MJ's is like the the loud dresser. So he'll have the neon colors, the bright shoes and, and the big chain. So he's, he's got that going. And then like with Prado and like Izzy and some other guys, they're kind of just more of like a, I kind of like just like a, like a nice like Travis Matthews shirt with a hat and some like maybe some khaki shorts and then some like whatever shoes. And but then Prado, he'll, he'll sometimes rock his like boots, jeans and kind of go that. And and so he he kind of rocks a different style than sometimes maybe like a flip flop or something. And so it kind of depends on the day. Everyone can really dress up styling if they want to, but then everyone kind of has their own own little thing. So I'd say I'll, I'll give it to MJ for now. So just because he he's always matching, whether it's like, but he'll wear like a lot of clothes that match together. Like he'll wear the shirt with like a, some camo, like a animal or something on it. And then his pants will be camo and then he will have his bright shoes. So it, it's just, I, I get, give, I'll give MJ that. And I know he's going to, if he hears this, he's going to be doing that. And then I'm going to get stuff from everyone else saying, Oh, you, MJ will have lost, but yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, if you sign that big league contract, you're coming hey, for you. MJ, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you have a
1: closet full of Gucci. <laughs> the Gucci will be worn, maybe on the debut,
0: walking, walking out of the bus or something like that. Bobby, we're seeing jersey sh- swaps all around different sports, right? It's becoming, you know, pretty common now. Are you into the jersey swap? Or are you like, no, let's keep it old school? And if so, who would you ask to swap jerseys with?
2: Mike Trout, I think for sure would be the guy I'd want just because I think he's the best player in baseball right now. And so, uh, why not him?
1: Have you met him, Bobby?
2: Yes. I actually met him at that, uh, that, uh, whatever, uh, the Homer the derby, the high school. Yeah. So I got to, got to meet him and it was pretty Got I'd meet all the guys. And so just being that 17 year old or 18 year old, whatever I was and just being like, well, this it's this is pretty cool. And then now seeing them in spring training on the other dugout, I'm like, oh, wow, this is time, time flies.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it does. It does. Absolutely.
0: Great answer. Bobby, we wrap up every podcast asking our guests to tell us an embarrassing story. And I'm sure if we asked your sisters, they would have a whole slew of them. So you got to give us something either from your childhood or, you know, that just made you cringe and you want to forget about it forever. What do you got?
2: I'd say whenever I was like little in T-ball, like I think I don't know a couple times, I'd like my dad or mom would have to take me out to my position because I was like I don't know scared or shy to go out there. Once I was out there, I was good. was just the running out there part, and so some people had to walk me out to my position. So I think looking back at it, yeah, it's very embarrassing, but I was a I was a little little guy, so can't can't make fun of a little guy so <laughs>
0: no you can't but was it like a hand-holding situation like we're going to take I think there, so carrying...
2: I think it was more so like a not forced out there but like maybe held or just kind of walked out there because I'd kind of maybe be crying in the dugout not wanting to go out there and play and so yeah that would be that was the kind of the first time I ever told anyone <laughs> Uh, people people know about it but it's, it's funny
0: bobby they should have left snacks out there because yeah. then you yeah, probably would have yeah 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 bobby uh, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast this was yeah, so dude. awesome yeah thank congratulations you. we look forward to you getting your call up to the royals can't wait to see you this season it's gonna be a, a freaking blast and casey's i mean i know they they know what's coming but they don't really know what's coming they don't know they don't know
2: <laughs> yes it's, thank you guys for having me it was fun yeah
0: Thank
1: you, dude. Seriously, for your time. And it's so appreciated. And we're excited to see what's next for you, man. So go get it. Yes,
2: thank you. It's great to see y'all.
1: All All right, Bobby. Bye. Bye. -bye.